I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. I came across a Facebook posting a few days ago, and it ugh, it was frustrating. It was really, really frustrating. It has to do with the masks. You know, I, 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 had hoped, I had hoped today that today would be the episode of this program where I would uh, go a full two and a half hours without needing to talk to you about masks. Well, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to have to talk about masks here for a moment. Uh, something took place in uh, a community of Enterprise, Utah. You, you know where that is? Uh, down south, Washington County. It, it all started with a, a Facebook post. And it was, uh, I'm not going to reveal the, the name of the poster here, but I will share much of what was posted. And it was a plea, a plea to other parents uh, <laughs> inviting them, requesting that they send their children to school without wearing a mask. Listen to some of this. It reads, everyone commit to no mask Monday. Do not send your kids to school with a mask. Get this. They cannot suspend the whole student body. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Imagine that. Uh, imagine where the, the way that this parent is responding is by inviting other parents to, uh, to prevent their children from wearing masks to school. You know, uh, who knows ultimately what the science will bear out. But we do know that there are good indications that the masks are helpful. Right? And there's a good chance that they're incredibly helpful. <laughs> and, it's the, and it's the tactic of, uh, of a parent here in Enterprise, Utah, to uh, have the students descend on the school in mass without masks. What's the rationale? Well, they can't suspend the whole student body. All right. That kicked off a series of events. That kicked off a series of events uh, which ultimately led to uh, one student stepping up and at a football game addressing the crowd made up of parents saying, you know, no, 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 we're we're mask-wearing people. This morning, uh, that student, a cheerleader, in fact, uh, at Enterprise High School, a young woman named Dolly Cobb, uh, a cheerleader, as I mentioned, she, uh, on Friday night at the football game, she spoke in front of the full crowd, including fellow students. This is what she had to say. In the midst of all this crazy uncertainty, EHS is doing its best to ensure an amazing senior season for all of us, but they can't do it alone. In order to do your part, we ask you to please mask up. All right. So very simply, uh, please mask up. Please mask up. Now, uh, this morning, the, the reason I became aware of the, the second chapter of this story was uh, this young cheerleader was a guest this morning uh, with Dave and Dejanovic. They had a, a wonderful conversation. Uh, Dolly spoke uh, w- with them, and uh, she was asked, do you feel like parents are kind of the problem in this? 
there has been kind of a problem with parents not agreeing with the mask mandate, and they've just kind of been telling their kids not to comply with it as well, which I think is really a problem, especially if they don't even know if their kids want to go to school or not. And so that's kind of the message we were putting across, that we want to be here. And in order for us to be here, everyone's got to do their part. Imagine how difficult that would be. Imagine the the hard circumstance in which this student finds herself. Imagine uh, there are parents, maybe a parent she knows, a parent of a friend of hers uh, is saying, and doing so on Facebook, shared all kinds of countless times with comments and uh, some detractors and support, a very controversial and heated issue uh, shaping up in the community. And she's able to to take a stand. I, I admire that a great deal. I admire her uh, for uh, understanding things in her own way, uh, drawing from either the expertise uh, or simply looking at the, at the mandate, which does exist in schools, All right, that masks are to be worn by the students, by the teachers, uh, by visitors. I mean, you know this. You've got your students in school now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in a school, uh, you've got to be wearing masks. And... <laughs> Here in Utah, you know, the, the, we live in a different place here in Utah. This is not a place uh, where we have, uh, you know, a dictatorial governor or dictatorial mayors who are looking at every turn to seize power. No, that does happen places, and that is happening right now in the midst of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. But I can assure you, uh, for the most part, that is not what is happening here in the state of Utah. <laughs> All right? The, the the masks in schools is really not uh, in an effort to to wrestle away your liberty and your freedom. No, no, it is it is based on keeping the most number of people, the largest number of people, safe as possible. And to understand that, and to stand in front of full bleachers, to stand in front of the full football team and the rest of the cheerleaders, uh, and as a young person. Uh, be the the one adult in the room saying, listen, we just really need to mask up. Otherwise, uh, this whole thing is going to collapse around us. We're going to be back home, remote learning. Uh, it's going to be an inconvenience to everyone. And one of the ways we can avoid it is simply wearing a stinking mask. Anyway, uh, this young cheerleader, she continued, uh, Dave asked her if it was hard, if it was hard for her to stand and talk to parents the way she did. At first, I was a little bit intimidated when we kind of decided that I was going to be the spokesperson, hmm. and I went home, and I was like, oh, buddy, what am I going to say that I can get this <laughs> point across to all these parents? And I really kind of just sat down and started thinking, how do I actually feel? Like, how, how can I express this in a way that they'll understand where I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm being firm enough to where they'll understand that we are taking this seriously and we want to be here? So I wrote down my little speech, and when we got to the game, I realized that I'd have my whole class standing behind me in complete agreement and that I wouldn't be alone. So it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, especially because I just had everyone there with me and we were all in agreement and we just stood as one. Really cool stuff. I I hope this does lead to, I hope that today that there were no, I hope we don't find out later tonight that there were uh, all sorts of suspended students and trouble arising from, uh, you know, parents deciding to, uh, you know, participate in this No Mask Monday, sending their kids off to school, contrary to uh, the the guidance handed down uh, by the governor's office. I I, I hope, I hope that this was effective. I I truly do. Uh, Because, 
for a number of reasons. First, we have in the, the districts here along the Wasatch Front, as we've been speaking with representatives over the past number of, of days uh, and weeks, really, as both preparations have been made to and ultimately the doors being opened to welcome students back in, you know, the students are remarkably compliant. That's what we're seeing. Sure, a case uh, here and there pops up, but the protocols that are put in place are being adhered to. And it's because the students know, the students know that what we once took for granted, being able to see our friends, uh, being able to be together and uh, have social experiences, that that is in jeopardy. And the way we mitigate that danger and that risk is by masking up. Uh, anyway, uh, long story short, I am very proud of this young woman, and uh, I hope uh, that her attitude is contagious, and I hope that the students down there uh, are able to, uh, in fact, uh, wear masks and follow her guidance of masking up. Quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to have a look at something uh, pretty important. We're going to look at uh, domestic violence numbers. Domestic violence numbers next on Live Mike. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.